Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David. This is Day of Mercury. And uh, so I'm going to be talking about the ascendant-descendant axis. And um, there are four angles of an astrological chart. And they make, make up two of our axes. Uh, the first is the ascendant and descendant. And the second is midheaven and the underworld. So those four angles, or these two axes, uh, they divide the chart into north, south, east, and west. So um, we know those directions as the four Carabic beasts. Uh, the, uh, the Christian mystic also would know them as the four evangelists. Uh, these are the four fixed signs. We have Leo, the fixed sign of fire, Scorpio, the eagle, fixed sign of water, Aquarius, the angel, fixed sign of air, and Taurus, the bull, fixed sign of earth. So uh, the Buddha field, that's what I've called it, or the inner mandala or the astral temple, um, I hold that it's prerequisite work for the uh, initiate. Um, what I'm referring to is the pentagram ritual, which brings into fruition this like growing, growing understanding. And it's there in that ritual, um, you consciously place yourself on the tree and you experience its height its breadth and its depth and it's a visualization which embraces the universe the galaxy each planet of our solar system i mean it's so ridiculous to call it kabbalah um when this is only the outside like conceptual small mouth noise for <laughs> what's going on um it's the working it is where um, it becomes something far beyond uh, the books of conceptualized teaching. So it's the uh, it's the the planets. There are progenitors and our teachers. Uh, so by coming to revelation of ourselves, we simultaneously become aware. Of the universe and our place within it. Terence McKenna, he was really fond of saying, Nature is speaking. This is not a metaphor. <laughs> uh, people are just like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> so these axes are incredibly powerful um, because they're a zodiacal coupling. Um, it's an axis of like the electric and magnetic field. It's going to touch everything on the chart. What is the chart? The chart's only a symbol of what is above in the heavens. These zodiacal couplings, they sweep the skies like a great pillar, like an electric arc, directly affecting all that pass through them. So because of that, because of that, they're seen to hold more power than the sun, moon, the planets. Um, 
These axes are gates that are founded at birth and they're traversed daily. They're cyclical. They're cycling daily, touching upon us in different ways, changing us, forming us, engineering us. So it's my purpose to create more awareness of these and to encourage experimentation with them. Uh, I would advise a precursory or prerequisite elemental and planetary initiation uh, before attempting this, playing with these axes of power. Uh, but really, to walk them daily and to wield them is our birthright. Uh, but they're guarded. They're guarded gates. And there is an inherent danger in approaching them um, because, because the nature of perceived reality changes with their nearness. I think McKenna said something like, uh, it's not, it's not uh, solving the problem or something. What was it he used to say? It's facing the issue. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Um, so the Ascendant. Uh, in everybody's natal chart, this is important to look at. Uh, to cast your natal chart, uh, you, be, you I mean, it's kind of silly. People still do astrology by hand. I mean, does do any of the astrologers that get paid for this you think any of them are doing, you think they could do this outside of astrology software? Maybe. I don't know. Probably the majority not. But uh, with something like AstroVisor, anybody can do this. Uh, just put in your birthday. So up here on AstroVisor, if you're watching the video, I have Picasso, Pablo Picasso's birthday, October 25th at 23.15, 11.15 p.m. in the year 1881 in Malaga, Spain. Probably didn't say that right. <laughs> uh, so where is his ascendant? You can see these divisions, MC, IC, AS, DS, AX, VX, and here are the nodes. These are all the axes we've been talking about. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about those until we finish them out. Um, so Picasso's Ascendant. Two degrees Leo. Where's his Descendant? It's 180 degrees away right here. Descendant is two degrees Aquarius. <clears throat> the first house, the Descendant's always going to be on the cusp of the first house. Uh, that first house is of the element of fire. Its quality is angular. Its natural sign is Aries. And its natural ruler is Mars. So this first house, the Ascendant, this is representative of you. 
What is you? <laughs> I want to found a company. What is you? That's the name of it. It's going to be a clothing company. What do they call that? Fashion? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, this is representative. What's going on here in the first house with the ascendant is you. Your way of perceiving the world. Your physical appearance. Your personality. Your disposition. This is self. This is self-awareness. Self-sufficiency. Self-interest. This is always going to be in opposition, 180 degrees away, with the descendant, um, which lay on the cusp of the seventh house. What's going on with the seventh house? Uh, the seventh house is uh, the element of air. The quality is angular. Natural sign is Libra. And the natural ruler is Venus. So uh, this house uh, speaks to all relations, all kinds of relations, platonic, romantic, uh, just all kinds of relations. You here on the Ascendant, everybody else, all kinds of relations here on the Seventh. This is what this uh, speaks to. So why, why does this matter? <laughs> Um, I think this is incredibly important. It, it doesn't take much looking into. Uh, it's like price charts. It doesn't take much looking into for somebody to say, wait a minute. There's something here <laughs> that, that should be looked at. And uh, this is, these are matters of self and self in relation to your place in the universe. So um, why wouldn't you want to look at this? I mean, if you look at it and you find things that you're say, wow, that really hits it on the head. That hits it on the mark. Wow, that's that's weird. Um, I don't think you have to look into it very far beyond the newspaper astrology uh, to find that. And um, this is an initial way to begin to do that. Look at your ascendant and descendant axis. Uh, so understanding that axis, uh, if you begin to use it, you could draw the right people for the right reasons. Uh, because this axis is active <laughs> upon your life, whether or not you're conscious or unconscious of it. Uh, the magician could exploit that axis to no end. Uh, they could draw whomever they wish. Come thither, hither. Come thither, hither, hither of the thighs. I don't know where that came from. Uh, you know, this Dracula-esque charisma. You can work some mojo with this axis. I don't know why I said that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> where? Wait until that wasn't me saying this. I was giving an example of somebody, somebody that knows somebody named Heather. That was for you. I definitely do not know any Heathers. If Kelly's listening, I don't. I don't know any Heathers. I'm sure I don't. I don't know anybody. For God's sake, my ascendant Sun and Mercury and Capricorn, my descendant 
is in cancer. I am a, like, uh, I don't even, like, this, you remember the turtle that was in Zelda, was it Ocarina of Time? Giant turtle shell surrounded by a lake, surrounded by, like, a wall on a cliff or something. Um, anybody with that probably is going to be a homebody. Uh, ascendant Capricorn, descendant and uh, Cancer. You, 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 cancer the crab with the crab shell. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, very much my 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 ascendant speaks to uh, home home relations and stuff like that. Very intimate stuff. Uh, outside of that, I have trouble. Relating and my my son is opposed to my moon um, But anyway back to not me <laughs> uh, uh, The ascendant and descendant then is this axis uh, That reveals the magnetism of self and that which it draws So you're either going to consciously or unconsciously be drawn into relations that are marked by what's going on with a descendant in the seventh. You know, have you ever, you know, gone to Walmart and pull up in the parking lot? There's people in clothes that they should not be in. They're spilled out of their car. Their kids are spilled out of their car. They're having some kind of breakup split up right there in the uh, Walmart parking lot. Uh, alcohol may or may not be involved. Uh, if it's in the inner city, inner city probably uh, probably some kind of uh, opiate, synthetic opiate is involved. Perhaps they're asleep. I don't know. I'm just saying, people end up in horrible relationships. You, you, I'm saying, like, why do people get into some relationships and they repeat the cycle? Like, maybe it's you doing that. It's like, what are you doing? What, you may ask yourself, what am I doing? Why do I keep repeating this? What is wrong with me? Why do I seek people out like this? Yo, pull up this, pull up your natal chart. Pop in AstroVisor. On your phone, it's just an app. Download it in like 10 seconds. Put in where and when you were born and look and see what's going on there. Uh, if you're in a relationship that's really working for you, you could do the same thing. And just as interesting, can you see uh, what's working and what's not working in your long-term relationship and uh, how each of you what is one getting from the other or what is missing? This can give you a lot of information. And uh, I kind of hate to say it, but that is going to require, I think the, the hermetic magician is way ahead of the curve um, as opposed to people who are in the astrology culture, reading astrology books with all these... Um, Newspaper and like 1998 website definitions. It's better to just jump in and learn 
<clears throat> learn yourself. Um, that's what theurgy is, is you're acquainting yourself with these matters, which are above and below, and over there and over here, and back then and in the future. Um, so back to like uh, how a magician could uh, practically use this. Uh, wait until you, the hour your natal magnetic axis is activated. And then say that aligns with a Tuesday in the hour of Venus or Mars or a Friday in the hour of Mars or Venus. Uh, the axis would become even more potent. Why? Uh, because Venus's relation, uh, being the ruler of Libra and Aries being ruled by Mars. Does that make sense? If that doesn't, you're going to have to go stare at columns until it begins to make sense. I don't know what else. I mean, not really. Just working with this stuff. It just kind of, uh, the symbolic language of correspondence uh, just kind of becomes natural. But it seems like people who don't know, for instance, this stuff that is in 777 or the Complete Magician's Tables by Skinner, uh, the people that haven't worked with the materia matter, the the correspondences the mineral herbal you know the uh, incenses the oils the colors all of that stuff seems like they have a really difficult time uh, picking up on how astrology could be useful to anybody besides like archaic farmers who didn't have you know a weather channel or, uh, you know, it, they, they can't see how this can be useful um, when, I mean, this is a template that can put be put over everything. Uh, just like it, there's so much that reminds me of price charts. I think that's why I am kind of really enjoying this. Uh, kind of I guess looking into astrology myself and trying to avoid reading anything about it I think I'll probably I actually was looking in Chris Brennan's Hellenistic Astrology yesterday perusing it so I might actually be tempted to read that uh, I don't know it's just something I've fought a long time resisted and now I, I found myself just inevitably drawn deeper into this with my understanding of it kind of having grown out um, so to me like all magic is intention coupled to appropriate timing it's all Doctor Who stuff it's all Time Lord stuff so your inherent magical power is tied to who you are which is defined as an equilibrium within an energetic 
matrix, which the Jews called the Maseroth, the circle of animals, the Chinese zodiac, whatever you're, whatever you're working with, it doesn't really matter uh, what the mandala, whether it's got you know directions and degrees, or whether it's got angel and demon demon names, or whether you're solely working with uh, the names of fixed stars, planets, and um, constellations. It's all the same thing. It doesn't matter the names. It really doesn't. What's important is what's happening relationally and being able to track that. Just like with price action candlesticks. Who cares if it's candlesticks or what? A line or, you know, bar chart? Who cares? As long as you have the ability to track price over time and realize its cyclical nature and, uh, you know, what comes up goes down and everything. <laughs> uh, you could put the hero's journey on the astrological chart. You could put the initiation system on here. Um, there's no difference between, for me, between astrology, astronomy, uh, Kabbalah. I realize that all those things, um, to people who specialize in them officially and get paid for dealing with it or something, they, of course, have distinctions. This is that. This is this. Uh, but for me, it's like... Um, this helps understand everything. Uh, I, the best I can explain this is I heard Lon Milo Duquette uh, put put it into words. He's really good with that. Really succinct little witty sayings that encompass so much magical understanding. Uh, what was the last one he gave? It was really good, and it was about the Aeon, but that's not the one I was searching for. Uh, he, of course, has the one, it's all in your head. You just have no idea how big your head is. That's not the one I was thinking of either. I forget the one I was thinking of, honestly. I've got distracted. I got distracted. I pulled Facebook up. Now that I have, let's just go ahead and see what the other one was. That he said, maybe I'll think the one I wanted in the meantime. Let's see. God, I've ship posted so much since that. We'll come to it eventually. Won't we? Good grief. There's avocados. We've, we've stopped importing avocados from Mexico. There it is. Uh, Lon Milo Duquette, February 11th, 1227 p.m. He said, the adherents of the present aeon manifest the formula of the aeon. The adepts of the present aeon Labor to initiate the birth of the next aeon. That's a really clear and succinct distinction between adherence and adepts. Do you want to be an adherent or an adept? I don't want to be an adherent of anything. It just goes against my nature. 
goes against my nature. So I'm not looking so much the stuff I'm doing in this lifetime. I have no, you know, I mean, for God's sake, I'm middle aged now. I, I can do what I can do. I know what to do now. But I have a larger picture after dealing with all of this initiations and stuff that this lifetime is just preparation. I'm acquiring understanding and knowledge and skill and growing as a being. This is just preparation for what comes next. You know, this isn't the end all be all. I don't have to become the diamond body, uh, you know, by next week or whatever, or all is lost. What I am now, in fact, uh, is the culmination of many previous lifetimes. And uh, I, I did not want to come to that conclusion either about reincarnation. And I think we have to very clearly define what we mean by reincarnation. And for me, that was done, and I've talked about this before, in, in this dream uh, thing after one of these planetary initiations, I get this young boy come up to me in a church foyer. And he's like, I'm a palm reader. Nice to meet you. And I almost leave. And he's, he looks disappointed. And then I'm like, you're so, you know, that's my nature is to kind of say hi and move along. Uh, but I saw the like disappointment on his face. And I was like, oh, you're a palm reader. Uh, you want to read my palm? Something like this. I don't know. I have the dream written somewhere. Probably if I were to look at it, I'd remember 10 things I didn't remember because I wrote it down. But uh, he turns my hand over. It's my left hand. He turns it over and on the ridge, the outside ridge, uh, is this tattoo. And I can see Roman letters. I can't read it, but I know that it's Roman letters. I wish I could remember it now or have drawn it when I first woke up. It just didn't stick. Um, and he told me that I died uh, in battle as a Roman soldier. So uh, sitting with that experience over years now um, changes you, changes a lot of things. And you add on experiences with that. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm not accepting astrology or reincarnation on the basis of any conceptual knowledge that's been written about it, period. I think if you do approach this stuff from that angle, it's just another worldview to uh, read and uh, intellectually understand. There's no reality to it. This stuff is stuff that has to be experienced. Uh, it's the only way. And then the stuff on the, um, the concepts around this, the technical stuff around it takes on a whole new life. It comes alive. And so for that reason, long way to say that's why I'm suddenly interested so much in astrology. Uh, rather hesitantly. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people have problems with the fadedness 
of astrology. But uh, you know, uh, coming from five point Calvinists, I don't have a problem with that. I just <laughs> I've already worked through that uh, that bit of us. Uh, you know, we don't have any choice about the family we're born into. We don't have any choice about being born. I mean, where we're born, we don't have any choice about who our childhood friends are or the experiences we have along the way. We grow into having more control over these things. Uh, But by that time, we've already been imprinted with that which will um, affect us the rest of our life. And if you begin to look at that stuff on a chart, just like with a price action chart, these patterns begin to emerge and take on meaning. And I'm telling you, these axes are extraordinarily potent. And that's why I would recommend before you toy with them, you should have elemental initiation and planetary initiation. Um, just those, those things are going to be huge for a person that take years to integrate. Um, like I'm afraid if somebody, this could like fry your, your fingers. (laughs) But I think the most interesting, uh, to toy with is here on the ascendant, descendant, this magnetic axis. So uh, one way to begin to look at it is uh, let me go into a new chart here. We've been looking at Picasso's chart. Here I have just gone to AstroVisor. I've uh, asked it to show me the ascendant and descendant only. That's the only thing on the chart. So I know that my ascendant on my natal chart is seven degrees Capricorn. That's all I need to know. And uh, this is today. It's now 1241. Uh, We're going to progress by 10 minute chunks. And we'll see how long it takes Capricorn, which is over here, to come and hit the ascendant on seven degrees. So February 16th, 1240, 1250, 1300. And continuing to, here we come. Seven, what the, there. Uh, 4.04 a.m. and 5 seconds. So this will come by again around that time, February 18th. Uh, So 4.04 a.m. isn't the ideal time to be doing magnetic magic through the magnetic axis for me of Capricorn Cancer. But perhaps your ascendant, you know, it'll be like three in the afternoon or something. Who knows? And this will change seasonally. Uh, Let's go to, I don't know, April. And we'll see when it comes by then. So, uh, 
10 minute chunks. Let's see. We've jumped ahead in time to April 17th. And here we come. The Ascendant is coming into Capricorn. Too far. Whoa. And uh, so at uh, 1 a.m., that's better than 4 a.m., I got to tell you. And we'll continue on and see if it's about 1 a.m. when this comes around the very next day, April 19th. So there goes Capricorn around the Midheaven, around the western side, on the underworld, and here it comes back up around. And 7 degrees, Capricorn, 108 a.m. So <clears throat> around the same time each day, and that'll change as you progress uh, through the seasons. That's how I would recommend approaching uh, magical practice with this, experimenting with this. Wait until your natal ascendant rolls around. It's going to do so every day. It's going to hit that degree on your natal chart. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Uh, that these axes provide daily opportunities for magical work. So I'm going to leave it there. And uh, yeah, I, I would not recommend this for the beginner because we've already pointed out how these axes can be more powerful than everything else on the chart. Especially if there's a planet or lunar node over here with them in your natal chart. There's going to be, um, you know, those will be individual cases you need to look at and try to understand the best you can and understand them by both reading the book interpretations, but also mainly uh, by looking at the relations in your life and what role you play in them and what the people you're in relationships with, what roles they play. <clears throat> and what do you keep seeking out from people in those relationships to play those roles out? That's the kind of stuff you're going to be investigating, looking at the ascendant and descendant. And you have an opportunity to work with this every single day. Same goes true for the other axes. Um, but this one... Um, being so important. Some say more important than the sun sign. I would say that is especially the case if your sun is not aspected or is not well aspected. So I wanted to finally uh, show what the hero's journey looks like superimposed over an astrology chart. This is a very specific chart. Uh, this is from July 2016, 22-28, uh, Hour of Venus. 
This was a Friday. This was my Venus conjuration. Um, I only have a few things up on the chart, but I wanted to sh just show kind of how this parallels. Um, so we find the ascendant over here in the first house. Uh, this is a part of the hero's journey, atonement. And from there we move on to return, the gift of the goddess. And up here uh, we have call to adventure, supernatural aid falls on the eighth house. Threshold, beginning of transformation. The helper, the mentor, comes in directly on the descendant. Um, challenges and temptations. You find Venus and the sun in the fifth house. Venus and Leo, sun and cancer. Uh, this was the night of uh, pretty terrifying experience. <laughs> would would definitely fall under trial, trial by fire. Also, this threshold. Um, about the descendant, I think it's really interesting that another term for the descendant is your shadow side, um, the opposite of your ascendant, could be thought of as well to be um, shadow stuff. So I kind of think of this as the entrance to the underworld. You don't get to the uh, heart of darkness. You don't get to Joseph Conrad stuff until you get down here. Hades, but uh, the entranceway is up here, and this is the descendant. Um, that guardian of the threshold, as representative of many things, so much to talk about here that I'm, I'm going to try to keep it succinct and just say that as soon as you begin on the call to adventure, uh, this figure emerges, the guardian on the threshold, uh, the shadow figure. Um, certainly my experience that night would represent that. And that night we found my ascendant over here in Pisces uh, descendant in Virgo. Um, there's a lot to contemplate um, about the traditional meanings of these things in relation to time, uh, in relation to the aspects, and uh, most potently here, I believe is the moon uh, on the midheaven. And that sort of unlocked this. 
this powerful Venus um, in Leo type of experience that I had. It's like almost the moon's um, aspect was the gateway to that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that this model right here, my uh, Venus experience is how I understand um, the technical side of theurgy, which has a lot to do with time and uh, knowing what's going on on an astrological chart, knowing what's going on astronomically, understanding um, you know, what is up with the horizon, what's going on, what zodiacal figure is there, uh, how does this play into what I'm experiencing? If I switch this chart to sidereal, this experience um, can be seen in a different light. Uh, it, I think when it comes to an experience uh, such as an initiatory experience, a threshold experience, uh, both should be looked at, uh, both the tropical and the sidereal. Um, if you want to throw draconic in there, I mean, that was what draconic, I, I'm not into that, but um, as many templates as you have in your belt, uh, it's only going to become more informative. Uh, it's your job to pull out the patterns and to see the meaning therein. Is there a connection or isn't there? So you do need a very strong level of discernment and uh, clarity and a logical, rational approach to this. Um, being able to see what is actually there, not what you want to be there, not what you think is there, but what is actually there. And what I'm saying about reading a chart like this uh, is so much the very same thing I would say with reading a candlestick chart. Uh, some people say, well, it may not be possible to read an astrology chart without bias. Um, I would say it's, it's not impossible, but it's very difficult because when you look at a uh, price chart, greed, um, fear, <laughs> there are all kinds of things uh, playing into what you see on that chart if you are not disciplined and experienced and kind of have been in the game a while and seen some stuff go down uh, the more stuff you see the more in your understanding is filled out and it's not like there's a place that you come to where it's like all right i can uh finish this book Everything's here now. All understanding, all knowledge has been acquired. Uh, it's not like that at all. At all. It just opens up larger mystery. It's almost like how much can you handle? 
of facing the reality of our situation and what we're doing here and what actually is going on on this little blue dot out in the middle of the universe. I shouldn't say middle. Oh, we're going to find out so much more with the James Webb, whatever it is. Can you call it a telescope? At the, is, I mean, it seems kind of ridiculous. It's capability. We're going to learn so much. Uh, I think I'll wrap it up here. Um, I think that's leaving it here is the most important place to leave it. That uh, This is so revelatory to look at. Ascendant, Descendant, and a lot of shadow stuff is going to be here uh, with the Descendant. A lot of stuff you are unaware of. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Until next time.